Hello and welcome to the Healed Approach podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Heald, workplace wellbeing and leadership consultant. The aim of this podcast is to bring the human back into leadership. It's about how success depends on healing, connection and better relationships because these are really key to well-being. You will find an open, honest and vulnerable approach that will inspire and motivate you on your business journey because fundamentally, well-being and leadership all come down to human connection. This is the real key to happier humans and better business outcomes. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the Healed Approach podcast and today I am joined by Beth Jackson. Hi Beth, (laughs) thanks so much for being here today, early morning. Um, Now Beth is one half of Two Sisters Accounting, which is a small accounting firm designed around making accountancy easy. Yeah, good luck with that understandable and approachable for small businesses. Two Sisters Accounting has been in business nearly six years and the sisters love helping business owners grow and understand their finances. So let's get into this. Thanks again, like I said, Beth, for being here today. Um, Finances, accountancy, something, it's the bane of my life. I think it's the bane of most small business owners' lives, right? Um, But why do you think... I mean, I, you know, I think obviously talking about accountancy for businesses is, is super important, but I think there's more to it because definitely, you know, as a woman, as, as, as a single mother, you know, understanding finances has, you know, it's never been easy, I guess. So how important do you think it is to understand your finances? I mean, it's, it's everything, isn't it? It's if you don't understand what's going on in your finances, either in your personal life or in your business you're really doing yourself a disservice like in if you're scared of looking at your bank account because you don't know what's in there I think we've all had that fear like especially after a weekend when you've been out and stuff and on the Monday you're scared of looking at your bank account yeah that's a horrible feeling and it's always in the back of your mind and it just it affects your life and in your business how can you expect to grow your business how can you expect to know that you're making money how can you take over the world if you don't know what money you can spend on what money you've got coming in or if you're even making a profit on what you're doing like sadly if you want to take over the world you need to know what's going on in your finances and in your bank account i love that that's that a bit of a slap in the face there yeah yeah my mission is to take over the world but and i kind of do you know it's really funny because i was always really good i've always been really good with my finances like personally i think that's why divorce you know i managed to buy my husband out you know I'm very proud of what I've achieved you know I managed to stay we've got you know I managed to buy buy him out of a four-bedroom detached house on my own with two kids and I've stayed there you know and but I must admit that when it comes to business finances I do bury my head in the sand um and I think what you said there is definitely something for me to take away today is like I am trying to grow the business and like I said I do want to take over the world um so I really need to pull my big girl big girl pants up um but it does kind of lead me on to financial feminism what are your thoughts on this um so me and my sister always joke um about her running away fund she's really happy married she's got two kids it's all great she still has a running away fund and I like every woman I know should have a running away fund because I've got a story about the running away fund I'll tell you go on carry on 
And it's not saying you think anything's going wrong, but I just think it's so important, especially as women, that you have your own money somewhere. Like, and ideally, if you're with someone, they don't know about it. And this isn't really financial feminism. This is just me that I think everyone should have a secret pot of money that's strictly for them. Um, just sat there in case there is a disaster. Squirrel away however you have to. Um, because I think so many women, and I imagine you probably experience this, although maybe not if you manage to buy him out of the house, but they rely on their husband for everything and they get stuck in this point where they suddenly realise, shit, I'm trapped because I haven't got any money to, like, I haven't got any money to escape. No, and, and do you know something? I think this is so... I mean, I've got a story about that because I, I've always... I think I was brought up, you know, very kind of strong. I mean, interesting, strong Italian family, but you were always, as a woman, you know, you were always the strong one. You know, you were the one that, like, my grandma was very business-minded. Although the other day she did tell me because I was a bit stressed and, I, and she was like, you've not got a business mind, Becky. You've just not got a business mind. And I was like, thanks. And I did manage to buy him. I mean, I didn't think I was going to buy him out because, to be honest with you, we, we went through the courts and I had a court order telling me I had to sell the house in the end. He ended up with more equity than he should have done, if I'm honest. Um, so, But I just worked my arse off. I just worked my arse off and every single penny that I made through my business, I put to one side, you know, and I borrowed money, I paid it back. And, you know, I think... I could have, I could have at any point just given in. And I think a lot of people would have just gone, right, I'm going to sell the house. I'm going to go and rent. I'm going to buy somewhere smaller. Because there were so many things that went on for yeah. me. Like he, there was a lot of financial, like he took out money in both our names. He got me that kind of, yeah, all sorts. And he carried on doing that afterwards. So I'm really passionate. Sorry, you don't need to know all of my story. No, but, but I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really passionate about women not staying in a relationship or a marriage just because they feel stuck because I see it all the time I see it with my friends you know I see it with colleagues where they are in unhappy marriages because they are afraid of you know not being able to look after themselves or sustain their lifestyle but your point like about it's this is why it's so important a to know what's going on with your money so you know you look at your credit reference and you suddenly see a line that you might not have ta even taken out yourself you don't know exists if you the quicker you realize that the quicker you can deal with it and the quick, like when you have an idea of what's going in your bank accounts, if your wages get paid straight into a joint account that you don't have any oversight over, that he just goes, oh, don't worry, get your money put in there, I'll pay the bills, I'll do this, I'll do that. Like, how do you know what's going on? And if, yeah. Like you need, you just need to understand your numbers and personally and in business. So you have that freedom to make choices, make decisions, to know what's going on. It's, it terrifies me when people, and I know it's all personal choice, but when like households just get all their money put into one joint account and then all just spend out of this huge pot, I'm like, oh, I just yeah. don't think I ever could. Yeah, no, I hear that a lot. And that was never what we did. We did have our own bank accounts and then we put into a joint pot. Hmm. Um, that then, makes more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was only when, um, like I said, I mean, it was only kind of, just all I will say is, you know, you may be, just you just never know you've always got to put yourself first and if my divorce has taught me anything it's you do not know somebody you never know you know and 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 I, you know I, I mean he was he, when we were married he was great you know he you know he wasn't great but in terms of finances he was so then what he did to me when we broke up I could never have imagined so yeah. um you know and so I think you're absolutely right I think you've always got to make it but I was always I that's the way I was brought up though you know, it was like, have your own money, have your own house, 
when I bought Sean out, it's like, don't move another man in. Don't give another man your money. Don't give another man your house, you know? And it's like, I I'm not going to, but thanks, <laughs> you know? So, um, I mean, do you see that a lot in what, in what you do? Not so much personally. I think it's, that's just more life experience and friends and stuff that people yeah. have got themselves in a right pickle. But it's even with businesses as well. So um, lots of time with limited companies, people will go, oh, I want to give my husband or my wife some shares in it so they can take money out of the company. And it just, you know, tax efficiencies and all this. And it's always really awkward when people ask me that because you just have to go, how stable is your relationship how happy are you like are you 100 percent sure because if you make someone a director and give them shares they own half your business mm. and then if you then you know if it goes to pot you're then not only fighting everything else in your divorce you're fighting over half your business so yeah it can be great from a tax planning point of view but really think about that one really carefully yeah i've also heard of this happening um and is there anything people could do i guess to you know, are there any legal, um, like documents, or is there any? Are there anything people can do to protect themselves if they want to go down that route? I don't really. I think that would be more of a business law person that you'd need to speak yeah. to from the yeah. from an accounting point of view. I just always make sure that people think really carefully before they do it because I'm like, you don't want to realise that you've given away half your business, thinking it'd be great for tax, and then two years down the line, you realise that you've made a really big whoopsie. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that's a really important point as well. Um, because like you say, I think people just sometimes make decisions thinking it's the right thing, um, thinking with their heart maybe and not always thinking with their head. Um and like we both know when you grow a business from scratch, it's your baby. Like if imagine if within it amongst everything else, you're then fighting over giving away half your business that you've grown and you care so much about. I would be I mean, that would be when I'd start considering murder. <laughs> I'd be like, no. Yeah, well, I even get panicky about when if people, because I've had a couple of people suggesting investing in, in the business, in my business. And even that kind of makes me a little bit anxious because it's like, yeah, you know, again, I think it, or maybe it's a control thing. <laughs> you know? I think it is. The investment thing is really hard because obviously if you want to grow huge, then at some point you will need to have get investment. But then the thought of giving away a chunk of what is yours is terrifying. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I get that. It must be a real a real decision making process. But again, you sort of it's all about doing your research. As with all this stuff, you just have to research, 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 don't you? Yeah, I think you're right. And also as well, and it's like what I always say, I think it's balancing that research with your gut feeling too. Yeah. You know, because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that my gut has never lied to me. I've just chosen to ignore it a lot of times. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. They're very, it's very wise, the gut, but also sometimes just needs to shout a little bit louder. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, this is another kind of going on another tangent, but I think the problem is I think we're so condition from such a young age because I think it does shout pretty loud when we're when we're kids you know and then just we learn I think we're just conditioned to to not listen to it aren't we because if we do listen to it too much then we're going to come too far out of the societal norms right and how dare we do that <laughs> might upset people exactly exactly but don't be happy you know sacrifice your happiness just so you don't upset people but um what what would you say is the biggest challenge then because we, um, that people face, that your clients face, I guess? Um, I think it's a lot of sort of 
limiting beliefs essentially because you'll have people that were told at school oh you're not good with numbers you're not good with maths you know maybe they weren't on the top set with maths so then firmly believe they're not good with numbers they can't do maths so they can't understand their accounts so they're not going to look at it because it's all numbers um accounting's data it might Mm. be numbers based but most of understanding what your business is doing is looking at data it's looking at trends it's going oh last year i made 100 grand whereas this year i've made 120 a lot of it's just comparing where you were last like last year to this year or this month last year this month last year to this month now that sort of thing that's where you can get the biggest benefit like you can really see what's going on or thinking you know right so i did eight hours work yesterday or across the month I'm doing however many hours, how much money am I making? And breaking that down to a vague hourly rate so you can see, actually, am I charging people enough? Am I making enough money? Because yeah. it's really easy to look at the end of the month and go, oh, cool, I've got, I've billed three grand, amazing. But then actually when you break that down, take out your expenses, you might only be making £1,000. And if you're working a full, like, full time for a month, maybe coming out with £1,000 at the end of it, none of us want it. That's not what any of us are working for. You'd be better off working minimum wage. Um, yeah. But people don't do the maths. They don't know these things. And then they go, why do I never have any money? And it's like, well, because you've not actually looked at what you're doing. You're not making any profit. Yeah. Do you know what? That's really interesting because I um, it's only been recently. I've not done that. And I, I do love that. And I think that's a really good idea because especially recently, because I've been putting in for like funding applications and, and and things like that and it's you know it it has forced me to kind of look at you know look at profits look at my trajectories and things like that and I think it did and it did get to me I I was thinking this the other day I was thinking well actually how much have I made and how many hours have I worked when I look at that and I think you know I'm thinking this isn't this isn't you know but but it's interesting because it's balancing that though with because I mean, to, to, I'll be honest, you know, the last couple of months for me has been quiet. Um, but then when I look back at like February, March time, it was like I was making, you know, a lot yeah. more. So it's like balancing then. You're thinking, okay, so my month, my, so I think you've got to look at it over a period of time, haven't you? Like you said, what, what would you say? What's the best way? Because obviously a lot of, I don't, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of apps out there. There's a lot of software out there. Um, what is the best way of, of kind of doing that, of looking at, at kind of monitoring things and, and being able to look at trends and stuff? So it really depends whether you're on spreadsheets or whether you're on software. If you're on spreadsheets, something something as simple as, you know, a bar graph where you can put each, your sort of monthly totals from each year into it. So it, yeah. it does involve tracking things. You sort of need month on month to be keeping track of how much you've had in and how much you've paid out. That's the base of it. And I know it's pants, but also what you have to remember is when you actually sit down and do it, it takes maybe an hour at most. <laughs> I used to plan an hour every Friday. I haven't done it for about two months. Anyway. <laughs> but this is a problem in your head. It's like this huge gargantuan job. It's going to take four days. You need a whole week. You need to, you know, plan and hunk uh, down uh, and stuff. And then you sit down and 45 minutes later, you're like, well, that's embarrassing. I've done this already. Um <laughs> The best thing is, though, Beth, right, I do that every time, but still, like, every time I go, oh, well, actually, that didn't take that long. And then it's like, but still in my head, I'll wind myself up. But, like, (laughs) it's our brains love. I don't know who started the rumour about, like, you know, that 
make like bookkeeping's terrible or accounting's awful or dreadful or stuff but our brains have latched onto that so hard and everybody hates it and it, honestly it's it's to get your books up to date is so much quicker than you think it is and also then you get it out your head and you get so much free headspace because you've not got that voice in the back of your mind getting you're shit because you've not done it yeah so you, you can know, get rid of that voice suddenly you realize oh i've got loads of free time to actually do the things that i like thinking about yeah, no, it makes so much sense. And I'm really annoyed at myself again now. Because <laughs> I did, I literally. No, I did the same thing though. And I was like, literally, this doesn't take long. And actually, I think I think for me, if I'm honest, and I don't know if anybody else out there, because I know you either love spreadsheets or you hate spreadsheets. I am the hater of spreadsheets. And I, I don't know whether I need to be looking at maybe some kind of software. Um, yeah. Because I'll be honest, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm terrible. I mean, I've got myself a business bank account. I keep getting told off because it's, like, it's just got to be for business. I'm like, okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and and that, yeah. If you hate spreadsheets, look at software. There are loads of options out there. Um, like, I always talk about Xero because I find it the most user-friendly. Yeah. But yeah. there are cheaper options if you're with NatWest or Mattel, which is like a NatWest branch. You get free agent for free, which is a really good option. Like, There's so many options out there. So if you hate spreadsheets look at software because software is a different way of doing things whereas some people hate software and prefer spreadsheets it's all about finding what works for you and this is another thing that we say to a lot of clients it's about what works for you it's about what software works for you it's about what method of doing it works for you so you actually do it so all that really matters is that you do it not so much how you do it yeah and i think you can get i mean is it you can get apps on your phone as well are they kind of well, yeah how do they work there are loads of apps. So like, I know for self-employed, there's an app called Coconut, where what a lot of it does, and this is where having a separate bank account is really important, is because it will pull that bank account into the software. And then you just look yes. through your bank lines and say, that's money in, that's money out for that thing, that's money out for that thing, that's money out for that thing. And it's, and again, you could do that in five minutes watching the TV every night. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really simple. So, um, but this is why rolling it all through a separate bank account makes your life so much easier because otherwise it will take longer because if you're going to your current account you're then going oh that was for tenor in tesco's that was a bottle of wine that was that and you're having to put it all to personal and you're just giving yourself more to wade through and more of a mess and then you will be put off by it because you're like well i don't want to look at my bank account because i'm scared um so i'm just going to ignore it and we don't do that no it is true because even when i do sit down to do my books it will be like oh god i've spent i use this for personal i mean all of my kind of um, yeah, any invoicing or anything goes through the business, but then I will end up using the business card for things that aren't business. And then it's, oh God, like, this isn't simple because it's not all business, you know what I mean? And I keep telling myself I'm going to be, anyway, yes, this is this is the catalyst, Rebecca. This is the catalyst. <laughs> you like, got me on the and podcast guess... to talk to other people. I'm just telling you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need it. Um, and I guess, but you know, all of this, I suppose is if you're wanting to kind of do it yourself. But if you're, you can obviously have an accountant who does things, how does it, because I'm always like, oh yeah, my accountant does it for me every month. Right? How does that work then? How much do you give over to your accountant? How do you manage people's stuff? Because to be honest with you, today, I've only had an accountant kind of doing my tax returns. I did my very own first tax return. It took me about six months. So <laughs> I stopped that. Um, and, you know, yeah, how does it, how does it work when, because um, obviously I'm still only a sole trader, you know, I'm not even at limited um company yet um 
So how does it work when you're managing people's accounts kind of on a monthly basis or whatever it is that you do? Yeah, so usually the monthly stuff is usually the bookkeeping stuff um, okay, to start right, yes. with. Yeah, so what that means is essentially all that marking stuff off in your bank account, all of that stuff we do for you. All Usually for most clients, all we need from you is your receipts. And again, we make that as easy as possible. So we give you an app and their email addresses that you can forward to stuff to. So if you get any invoice emailed to you you just forward it straight onto an email address it's gone you don't need to think about it if you get a paper receipt you just take a photo of it on the app it's gone you don't need to think about it and then in the background we squirrel away we code those up we say what they are we account for any VAT on them we match them against your bank if you have invoices that are paid we match them off you know we do all of that and all the payments that you think oh I don't know what that is I don't know how to code that I don't know where that needs to go we do it all. We just squirrel away in the background and then occasionally we'll go, you're missing this receipt. What? What is this money? We think this is this. Can you confirm? But usually you just get one email a month saying, you know, this is what we need from you. And that makes it easier. Um, yeah. And then once we do your bookkeeping, we can then build into the sexy things like your management accounts where we, we sit down with you and go, this is what this month looks like. Oh, we've, pr-. you know, you're, working to budget you're off budget you're doing this much better than last year you're doing this much worse than last year you spent loads of money here what's going on or we've noticed that this keeps going up and up and up what you're spending money on all that sort of stuff and then also from the business owner's perspective you can then start building in things like well do i have the money to buy this new piece of equipment can i hire this member of staff you know i've got how can i plan my cash flow for this because i think actually something's I know this client's going to go bust. Can I afford that? How's my future looking? So it just builds in a lot of um, confidence for you as well because you really know what's going on. Yeah. Pull your socks up, Rebecca. You're earning less. Or stop buying those shoes from your business account. <laughs> well, quite a lot of the time, it's really, it's, it's not a fun job because quite a lot of the time, the conversations that we're having with people is they come to us, they go, I feel like I've never got any money. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is happening. Every every quarter my VAT bill hits and I can't pay it. Where's all my money go? And then we start digging digging into it, going through their management accounts every month with them. And we kind of have to go, you're actually not making any money. Like you need to be charging people more or you need to get more clients through the door because I get that you're really busy because what you've done is get loads of clients in, but you're charging them here when you need to be charging them here and then helping pull themselves up to at least here if you want to be making any sort of money. One one thing I was um, advised to do actually, which was a really good thing, was to put aside money every month for my tax. So I've got yes. like a space. So I use a Starling business, a bank account, and I've got a space created in there. So, I think you know. Starling have um, an app. Do they? I think so. Check it out. I'm pretty sure Starling have an app. For accounting, you mean? for? Yeah, for like doing all your bookkeeping your bits. I'm fairly sure Starling have one. I'll have a look. I'll have, I don't use it to its full capacity, to be fair. Um, you know, I just kind of like, yeah, business account. Yeah, I'm also organised. <laughs> Yeah, saving but, tax as you go is so important, especially like if you're back registered, especially hide the back from yourself. That's not your money. That's never been your money. That yeah. is you are you are an unpaid tax collector. But if you're self-employed as well, hide it from yourself, because if you can't pay your tax bill, HMRC don't care. No. Like their their answer is you spent you spent you had the money, you spent it like 
they want you to save it. Obviously, they'll let you set up payment plans and stuff, but they're not really going to. Yeah, they did me. <laughs> they're not going to go, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry that you don't have our money that you spent. They're going to be like, well, we want our money. How can we set up a payment plan to get it? They're not going to take your home. They don't do that. It doesn't look good for them. Um, but they are going to want their money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there was a question I was going to ask there, actually, and I completely forgot. Don't remember what it was. But I've noticed one thing, actually, is like my tax code changing all the time and stuff like that. But anyway, I'll have, um, yeah, it's like, that's just, that is, yeah. And then it's like, so like one month, you're like, oh, I've got a bit more. And the next month, what's happened? I've got nothing. But anyway, um, so that's been super helpful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm hoping that some of the listeners have got the same challenges as me. Um, but can you tell us then, because I know obviously you are, I mean, we've known each other for a while because we've been, we're small business owners, we've been growing our businesses. What is the one thing that growing your business has really taught you about yourself? Um, oh, the one, one thing's really tricky. Probably that. I know it is. That's why I do it. <laughs> the one thing. Um, talking about myself is probably that I'm just better at things than I thought I was. I love that. Love it. Yeah. Which is quite nice. Like it's, I think growing a business, it, I mean, it can destroy your confidence, but it can do so much for your confidence because you get to look back and go, oh my God, I've done this. I've done this all myself. I mean, I have my sister, but you know, like nobody else has done this. We've built this from scratch. And obviously it's, so I am better at things than I think I am like better at speaking to people, customer service, actually doing my job. Like, marketing making friends all that sort of stuff I think when you look back and you go I'm actually not not rubbish at everything I'm all right I must admit that that was I love that I love that and that is something that was huge for me because I set up my business just um not long before I left my ex-husband and I think it was setting up my business because for so long I mean you know it was a very abusive relationship and you know I was very isolated and I had my day job and you know it was like and I remember him when I first started the business I'll only ever be a hobby business and my confidence would drop bottom and then obviously and I will be dead honest and I've never said this before actually but social media was huge for me because when I started having a voice on social media and people started going people started paying attention I was like hang on a minute here do you know what I mean? I People are going to listen to me. I'm better than I think. I can talk about yeah. these topics. I am more intelligent. I am. So, and, and, and so I left him. <laughs> so there you go. So, you know, it is empowering, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, isn't it? It is really empowering. And then, you know, when you come across horrible situations, as again, as a business owner, you come across nasty clients or stuff that you don't know how to do or things that go wrong. And you think, oh, my God, I wish I had a manager that I could just passes up to or ask and then you work it out and you think oh I did that and then when it pops up again because the, the same problems pop up but once you've dealt with them once you realize that like a year later you're like oh I'm dealing with that problem on the regs and it doesn't I'm not even flustered I'm not even bothered it's just one of the mill yeah which is yeah. really nice I think it does it sort of just yeah builds that confidence it makes you a bit unstoppable which is probably quite dangerous because you <laughs> you're like ha, I got all this confidence behind yeah. me don't tell yourself it's dangerous. Don't start with that limiting belief there, Beth. <laughs> you know, the sky's the limit. Let's not limit ourselves. And I think, I think that's the key, point, the key point there is resilience, isn't it? It does. Yeah. I think growing a business, it really does. Um, 
And it's interesting because I do think when you're in a work, when you're employed, because I do a lot of work with organisations around building resilience in teams, because I do think when you're employed, it's easier to kind of take a step back and not develop that resilience. But actually, when you have a resilient team, the team is unstoppable. (laughs) It's really easy when you're employed just to go, I don't know. I don't want to make that call. I don't know the answer. And instead of ever working it out, you ask your mate next to you or you ask your manager and make it their problem. And you just, you know, you can really easily wheedle things out weed all your way out of having to do stuff whereas when it's just you you've you've got to fix it you've got to think about it you've got to find the answer and sometimes you do have to give yourself 48 hours to go and let your shower brain find the answer but you will eventually work it out you will and I think this is the 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 really you know it's the the entrepreneur brain that my grandma says I don't have but there you go um (laughs) you know I think I, I I I beg to differ, Nonna. I beg to differ. Love you to bits, you know, but I beg to differ. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, yeah, and I think that entrepreneur kind of way of thinking, I think I would love to see see it develop more within businesses because I think this is the problem. Is a lot of the time within the workplace, that entrepreneur way of thinking is very is very often stifled which is why then people jump ship and end up setting up their own businesses whereas if we could inspire that mindset within the workplace more businesses you know bigger businesses would thrive and would grow and people wouldn't constantly want to you know go and, and become self-employed because they're feeling kind of like their wings are clipped and they can't you know think achieve what stamped, it, they want to achieve it's stamped out of you a lot in big businesses because it's quite hard to manage and micromanage and tell people what to do if they have that sort of free thinking I want to do things this way sort of way it makes it quite hard to well, that again, in a box well that again is is mindset of the leaderships you know because yeah. we shouldn't feel that we need to put people in the box we shouldn't feel that we need to micromanage and keep people actually because you know that creativity that you know that that's what that's what we want isn't it but I think we're still we've still got I mean it's interesting because we've been talking about feminism and I, I mean I could go on a topic here about my grandma and how you know kind of you know being in a very traditional marriage that stopped her from really being you know the businesswoman that she could have been but anyway I think <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is this is this very archaic there's still this very archaic thinking around management around leadership around women women out there in leadership positions <laughs> and you know but anyway that is definitely yes. another topic for another <laughs> I know well, I mean that's so much Beth it's been I know typical typical for me to go off on the tangent but anyway Thank, I think the coffee's kicking in. Thank you so much. Um, that's been such an insightful conversation. I've loved it. And I think, you know, it's just added a different dimension, I think, to this podcast as well. Um, before we finish, can you let people know where they can find you? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, just under Beth Jackson, or at Two Sisters Accounting. Um, I am on Instagram. And now I have to do the terrible thing of looking at my phone because I'm a really good social media business owner and cannot remember my own um, social media handles. Uh, I'm the number two SA underscore Beth on Instagram. And then on TikTok, I'm, I'm very helpfully Beth two SA. So, I'm, you know, I don't even have a consistent handle across my social medias, but I'm everywhere. You will find me. Okay. Cool. That's one thing I've learned actually, because I wasn't, and then someone told me be consistent, be, have consistent handles, consistent photos. So I'm working on all of that, but it's, it is hard sometimes because I can't get the same handle on everything. But 
I know, I don't even um, know if you can so change much. them. I will, I will put all that in the show notes anyway. And one thing I will say is, obviously I'm linked with Beth. I don't know if I'm linked with you on Instagram, but definitely LinkedIn and TikTok. Her TikTok videos with her sister are great. So do go and follow her. You know, she, <laughs> they, are, they are brilliant and they do make me smile. So, you know, I love how you bring humor, humor into, into the accounting as well. So um, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so, so much. I'll put all of that in the show notes, like I said um and yeah go off enjoy your day and thank you for this amazing conversation thank you for having me and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening we really hope that you enjoyed the show and if you did please do like comment and share with your audience if you would like to know more about how i am championing and implementing fearless workplace well-being one bold step at a time then please do connect with me on linkedin or on any other social media channel using the hashtag rebecca healed leadership you can also email me rebecca at rebecca-healed.co.uk or you will find me at www.rebecca-healed.co.uk thank you again for listening and i hope to see you next time